Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. It's just me today, folks, but I do encourage you to lift up a quick little prayer for Tori as her body recovers from labor and delivery. We are picking back up in the Thrive Bible. The devotional is titled, Freedom Prevails. The scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, and it says this, For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I gave my only son that you could have the keys to freedom. You don't have to live a powerless life because I'm an all-powerful God. I can and will break every chain that holds you in bondage. Don't stay where you are as if you are a prisoner. Instead, stand up and walk away from the life enslaved by sin. My spirit in you is greater than anything that could come against you. You have my power in you because I gave it to you. Don't stay where you don't have to be. Go where I've called you to be and win souls for my kingdom. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, Whatever it is that holds us back from freedom, our Lord paid too big of a price at the cross for us to live powerless, defeated lives. Don't allow what you feel about yourself to keep you from walking in the freedom that was given to you on the day you said yes to Jesus. That was the day you received the keys to the kingdom. The treasure of truth says, freedom is a gift from God. We must believe it in order to receive it. And two things really stuck out to me in this devotional. The first is actually from one of my favorite pieces of scripture. It's Galatians 5.1, and it says, It is for freedom that you've been set free. Therefore, do not yoke yourselves to the chains of slavery again. And for me, I know that my pre-Christian life was this life that I actually thought I was living free, just doing anything and everything I wanted to do. I thought that's what freedom was. But then as I grew in my faith and I matured a little bit, I started to realize that my inability to say no to those things, my struggle to resist the temptation for those things now that I was now a believer and now didn't want to partake, I realized oh, those were actually handcuffs. Those were shackles. I was imprisoned. I was in bondage to those things. And while I think it's free because it quote unquote felt good at the time, it was 100% not a healthy thing for me. And as I started to recognize this pattern and that this thing was actually unhealthy for me and had, and it had an unhealthy hold on me, that's that kind of part of the devotional that really stuck out to me is that we really have to believe it before we receive it in a sense that I really had to believe that these things were bad. I had, to, I had to believe that they were binding me, that they were keeping me from fullness in Christ, that if Jesus had not came down and died for me, these are things that would eternally separate me from, from him. And then I got to this point where I'm like, okay, yes, I believe that these things are bad and I want to receive freedom from these things. And, you know, obviously think about whatever it is that you're struggling with. But then I got to this place, well, how do I, how do I fix it? What do I do? 
And it just takes me to that scripture in John chapter five, verse six, when Jesus was basically at this pool that was fully surrounded by people who had uh, different physical, I guess, defects. I'm not really sure how to say that, but people that were blind, lame, uh, paralyzed and stuff like that. And Jesus went up to this man and he said, do you want to be healed? And that was striking to me because yeah, yeah, obviously. It says in scripture that this man had been paralyzed for 38 years. Of course he wants to be healed, right? Well, Jesus, being all-knowing, why did he ask him that? And then the man went on to say, "Sir, I have no one who can lower me into the pool whenever the water stirs to actually get healed. Someone always gets there before me." He didn't answer Jesus's question. And better yet, he even took it a step further. And he, he projected his hopelessness. He shared the defeat that he was currently feeling. He shared his doubt. And it makes me wonder how often we do that whenever we actually have a true chance to get healed and to find freedom from the things we're struggling with. And Jesus is saying to us, do you want to be healed? And then we reply with our excuse. Oh, well, well, God... I'm not that pretty, or, oh God, I'm not that talented, or, oh God, I I don't come from that sort of family, or, oh this, or, oh that. We all have excuses, right? How often are we replying to a powerful, mighty, holy, loving, merciful God with our excuses as to why we can't do something and why we can't have freedom in this area in our life? How often is that you? Because I know it's me. I'm going to pray this on out. Lord, thank you for this incredibly humbling reminder, Lord, that we have freedom and freedom abundance through you, Lord. Lord, I just pray a special prayer over everyone under the sound of my voice, God, that we would not find virtue, that we would not find peace, and we would not find a desire satisfied through sin, God, and all and all the things that are binding us, God. Anything that is taking your place on the throne of our heart, God, we pray that you would help us to lose taste for it and to correctly put you in its place, God, because you deserve to be there because you actually offer true freedom, God. Help us to remember that. Help us to accept that. Help us to believe it and help us to receive it, God. And then also, Lord, I pray that you'll help us kick our excuses out of here and help us to depend on you so that whenever you and your spirit say to us, do you want to be healed? Do you want financial provision? Do you want healthy relationships? Do you want to break generational curses? Do you want to have impact for my kingdom, God, that we would reply to you and say yes and amen instead of giving you our pitiful excuses, Lord. In your sons, let me pray. Amen. Amen, God. Well, now's that perfect time, y'all, to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Don't forget that you are God's masterpiece, and don't forget that we love you. Juicy!